Welcome to the Think Inspired Podcast. If you're looking to make your dreams a reality, then this podcast is for you. If you're looking to get out of that lockdown rut, then this podcast is for you. If you're looking to get more energy from feeling lazy all the time, then this podcast is for you. If you just simply want to level up in your life, then this is for you. My name is Patrick Hong, and I'm the host of Think Inspire, a podcast that helps people who want to create momentum in their fitness journey and keep the body of their dreams. Welcome to Think Inspire. Now, <laughs> sweet, I'm super pumped, man. Welcome to the podcast, Hemming Who, part two. Part two it is. It's been a long yes. time coming, but uh, dude, yes. the first one was a blast. This one's going to be a blast times 10. Yeah, well, the first one we did like was about a month before... You went, um, you went to Japan, right? Yeah, no, good memory, mm-hmm. man. I was about a month, yeah, about a month till since Tokyo. Well, till let I went f- to Tokyo. Yeah, let me go add you. Did you? Can you find me on Instagram Live? Uh, I see your live. I'll send a request to. Yeah, yeah, that off. Let me go add you. Did you, can you find me on Instagram Live? Well, this is going to be tough. Two noises coming in at once. Uh, go down on that. So what? Turn the volume down on your phone. Is it still going to hear me if I put it down a lot? Yeah, 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 it's fine. Can can your Instagram hear me? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It'll be fine. All right, cool. Cool? cool. Yeah, perfect. Uh, we're good now, man. Okay, so. Uh, all right, so let's get straight into it, man. How was the Olympics? You just got back. You're in quarantine right now for two weeks in Sydney. How was the Olympics? Dude, the Olympics was, uh, you know, it it was despite COVID, despite all the, you know, all the regular, all the rules that we had to, we had to, you know, be a part of. It was an unbelievable games. Like it was just every day there was something going on. There was something in the village, you know, just something in the village or in the stadiums that really got us, you know, super excited. Either you bump into someone that you you, you idolize or you see on TV. Um, you know, the food was brilliant. The whole village experience was great. On, so two things combined. In Japan, you always feel like it's a city where it's it's super vibrant. You feel like you always feel like there's something going on. It just gives you that feel in Japan. Mm-hmm. And second of all, the whole Olympic experience is where heaps of great athletes are coming together. Uh, you know, the people are awesome, just like yourself. And, and it's just like you never know who you're going to bump into. That's that's a huge name. So you got starstruck. Part, yeah, exactly. And, and sitting, you know, meeting. I'm, I'm a very social person, so meeting new people every day that are awesome. Uh, yeah, and sharing lunch, sharing dinner with them, meeting team sports. That part was just like unforgettable. Mm-hmm. What was that like? Um, well, who who did you meet that you you found like whoa like. These names are probably not the most famous ones, but um, I, I roomed with, so we stayed in an apartment where they had three rooms or two, and we lived with the hockey boys who, who ended up getting silver medal. So those hockey boys were getting to know their backstory. You know, as an athlete, as an Olympian, you understand the struggles that it takes to, to get to where you are. Mm-hmm. So seeing us being like hobby players, but kind of serious in, in, in a big way, we got to see the full-time professionals um, that were hockey players. So the, those guys being world number ones, it was just it, it was awesome sharing banter with them, getting to know them uh, on a, on a deep personal level, uh, exchanging yep. what our sports like, them telling us what their sports like. Uh, no, it was just it was just bloody awesome. Yeah, that's freaking cool. And you went to Rio, right? You went to the last one. Yeah, yeah, that that was a sick experience because I'd be there like at the gym sharing the. So Team Oz had a gym. Uh, Australia was extremely strict on COVID. Um, you know, a lot of the other countries were like, dude, you got in trouble for that? Dude, <laughs> we never get told we have to wear a mask. <laughs> but Australia being Australia, fair enough. They were really tight yeah. in the COVID rules. Uh, they pretty much said to us, you can't use the gym at the, like the village gym. You can't use mm-hmm. that village public gym. But we do have, you know, fair play. They did have two two platforms used for squatting and all that sort of stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. And a leg extension as well. A full set of dumbbells. So I'd be gymming with another person there sometimes sometimes a different sport and then um be doing ice baths with other sports as well often so what was the, what was the question again I, I said did you get starstruck who'd you get starstruck by 
Oh, yeah. I'm on a lot of coffee. So, uh, yeah, Starstruck, I, I met a lot of the tennis players. So I'm not huge on my basketball, soccer, or anything like that. But I did meet, like, Daniel Medvedev. Uh, who else? Didn't get to meet Djokovic. But I met all these guys like Chilich and... and um, You got to speak to him? What's that? Did you speak to him? Spoke to Tsitsipas, Stefanos Tsitsipas a fair bit. He was um, he surprised me. Because some of these guys, you see him on TV, and you're like, nah, he's a prick or whatever. But then you meet him. And then they're just, yeah. you could be really, you could be really surprised. Yeah. Wow. That's cool, man. Um, yeah. Sometimes when you meet people like that you see on TV all the time and you, when you actually meet them in person, they're like, they're just humans, right? Like you just, did you get that sense of arrogance? Like obviously being the top of your sport, you, you might get that slight of arrogance. Cause I, I met like one of my idols, Usher, when I was younger. Um, and when I went to what, like pay VIP tickets to go see him, he brushed me off. Like I'm like, just a fan, which is normal. He was like a least celebrity at the time. But for me, I'm like, oh, well, he's got that swag, I guess. But like, were they like, did you get that human element? Like, was he present with you? Some were, some were not. Um, but, it's, you know, they could, uh, us being in the personal development program that we're in, it was like, you start to understand humans, you know, humans are all different. But but similar in the same way that they have their bad days, they have their good days, and, you know, you, you stop trying to take it about you. So I would go and approach the big names that I saw were were of interest to me, like big tennis mm. stars and other television. What's that sound? Is that a car reversing? Do you hear that? Know. It's like an ee, ee, ee. No? No. Oh, man. It's just, I don't know what's going on. All good. We're having like Facebook and Instagram live going at the same time. So like if you guys hear any background noise, it's just some experiment that I'm putting up. Um, but we'll see how we go. <laughs> All right, cool, man. So, what was your no, expectation like? What was your expectations like the Olympics, and um, how would you rate your performance since you've been for the whole thing? Um, so, as far as performances go, I was uh, look, we're, we're honestly we're we're hobby players, but we're also very serious about it. But at the end of the day, qualifying to the Olympics with trying to stay positive, uh, mm -hmm. qualifying to the Olympics was like our gold medal, so that was huge. To get to the Olympics, we were underdogs against any country that we played against. So there we were playing against countries like Japan. Well, we did play Japan. That's you know that's a country that their whole living is about trying to get that gold medal from from China. So we were, we were outclassed. Uh, you know we were simply outclassed, but we all played well. Um, you know it was disappointing to not get the matches that I want, singles matches, which I thought I should, uh, being the number one in the country. But um, but yeah, that, I think it gives me a lot of fire for the next one. It's like oh, I want to earn my spot, and, and you know, I sort of, I sort of stuffed up in the last Olympic trials and didn't get what. What, I what were you wanting? Like, what were you wanting from their experience? Like, was there a goal that you wanted to get a lot of singles matches? That um, a lot of a lot of men's singles matches, but uh, you know, they changed the rules from 2008 onwards. From Beijing, from London, starting from London 2012, they only mm. let per country play two per gender per mm. country play this women's and men's singles. That, that was literally to stop China from winning gold, silver, bronze. So, I mean, look, first I thought the rule was ridiculous. Um, it, it also stopped me in Rio back when I was actually not as good as the other two guys. So it was the same three guys, me and me and the other two that went to Rio, that actually went to Tokyo. Um, it just happened that even though since two, about 2018, 2019, I've been the number one in Australia the whole time, um, I stuffed up, you know, and, and it was a relationship it was my own fault, not to blame anything, but these factors wow. where I had a bad relationship, it caused me to play bad, and I was going through a bad time, lost lost the important points. That made me, you know, not qualify for the singles event, which at now, now that I already qualified for the Olympics at that time before Tokyo, I was, yeah, super disappointed about, super upset about, and mm. uh, stuff like that. Yeah, right now, like you're in isolation. I, I saw on your stories this morning, you're working out from home. Like, how do you go from like, you know, you feel obviously feel disappointed, um, but like, how do you bounce back? What's the drive now? What's the feel? Like, what motivates you? It's like four years away to the next one. So like, do, do you have that? Do you use your disappointments as like fuel going forward? Like, how do you navigate that? Because it's such a long time away. So good news. It's three years away, not four. So that's mm -hmm. better, you know? It's, it's not a... Do we have to keep the language clean here? You can say what the fuck you want. All right, all right, cool, cool. So yeah, no, it's it's so much fucking better that we don't, you know, that we don't have to wait four years. Three, it really makes a big difference. So three years does time comes really quick. Um, it knowing that it's three years instead of four is is a lot better. Um, especially me being at the top, uh, 
I don't know. I don't know what I'm what I'm going to be like when I'm 31, 32, but I'm feeling pretty damn good. You know, in my you game. 26 now. 27. 27. Okay, so you'll be 31. I'll be 30, 30 by the next one. So yeah, yeah. I've, I've never felt I've never felt as good as I have. Um, just at you know me myself as a player, as as a mental in terms of also mental strength, emotional strength, like mm-hmm. the, the amount of purpose and drive that I individually have. I've never felt this good, but that's not to say when I'm 31, 32, I won't feel even better. I won't even mm-hmm. be more confident in myself. Um, what's so some I, lessons? What's some lessons that you've taken away from like this experience here? Uh, so, so this experience, you know, let's say this time I had a disappointment where I didn't, you know, I didn't get the, the singles matches that I wanted. Back in the day, I would have even a year and a half ago, I would have, I would have looked at that and thought, is it time to quit? You know, that was shit. I didn't get what I wanted. It was, you know, I fucked up. Should I hang it up? Is it not for me anymore? Those are the thoughts thoughts that I would have. Ultimately, deep down, I would I would know that no, like just hang in there. Don't don't quit. Um, yeah, and these are the thoughts sort of thoughts that go in your head as a business person, as a sportsman. You, you're not saying you actually do quit, but you always get those doubts. They're always going to happen. When these things happen now, I'm able to just look at it and go and directly see the positives and go, well, that sucked. But just like in the past, pretty much always since I had that bad experience in 2020. I've done a shit ton of personal development and that has actually allowed me to come back and be so much better as a player, so much more confident as a person, so much more um, developed, so much more mature and emotionally tougher. And I just know now I can easily rationalize with that and go, well, without this, you know, without this painful experience that I've had here, I probably would finish this Olympics and think life is great, whatever, whatever goes on and um, whatever happens, happens. Mm. But now what I'm thinking is, I really want to get what I want. And with that drive, I'm thinking in 2021, 2020, 2024, I really want to get this. Now I'm going to, now I'm more likely to start, and, and I am doing that plan, put action steps into to give myself the best chance to achieve those goals. And I'm also able to look at it in a good way where I'm going to try my ass off. But if I don't get what I want, life goes on. It's okay. It's the fact that I've put in that effort and tried. I'm a man on a purpose. And life is fucking fun doing that. Yeah, man on a purpose. It's like, what's life without a mission? And we talked about this in the last podcast. Like, it's the meaning towards your goals that you give it that make it, like, worth it all, right? Um, well, so I, I actually watched one of your videos a few, like, uh, this morning before we started this podcast about, you know, morning rituals. And I preach this to all my students who are part of my, I call it my dream team, people that want to get the body of their dreams but don't know how and don't know how to keep it once they get there. Because, like, in Australia and America, we're, like, we're in a pandemic it's in itself in terms of diabetes and like cholesterol problems and obesity. Like we are right behind America um, and it's kind of scary. So I always believe if you have morning rituals, these are the things that keep you aligned with your goals, no matter how hard the day is, no matter if we get locked down, motivation's low, your morning rituals kind of set up your your day and your week and the results that you want. Like talk to me about like what are like being number one, like not many people can be, can say that in their sport industry or career that they're number one. Like what type of rituals do you have in place for yourself um, that get you to you being the best you? It's funny, isn't it? Like what you just said, you know, we're, we're in a pandemic of our own with regards to nutrition and we have been for so many years, but what the, <laughs> in the end, the news just talks about COVID like it's the only pandemic. But yeah, man, I started similar to yourself. My brother owns a gym. He's a PT and, um, Pretty much, we, we lost. I love it. We, we lost twelve kilos from mid-April till you know two weeks before the before the games, before the Olympics. Yeah. So it was that. So firstly, it's that dedication to to keep something going, ongoing. Consistency is so important because so many people, because we like we like we said in the last podcast, we humans are driven by avoiding pain and trying to gain pleasure. Mm. But the thing is, when we you know looking at that, a lot of us set a lot of people will set goals. But the thing is that the discipline that lacks for humans, that's what that's what I feel separates the top gu- the top guns in anything and the average people. Yeah. And um, I'll play devil's advocate. Uh, when it comes to discipline, let's say there's uh, a big goal that you want to achieve by the end of the year, like there's a, like six or nine or 12 months, then you got to put the little steps in place to make those um, small tangible goals become closer to your big goal, right? In terms of discipline, like I have like non-negotiables I do every morning and I have to make sure they're done. 
And if I don't get it done, then I need to adjust and realize I have to adjust my expectations and reality of like what's possible. So when you are setting your goals, your daily goals, your weekly goals, are you, um, how strict are you on it? If you don't like do what you say, like what's the process of like, you know, bouncing back? Do you beat yourself up when you don't like do what you need to do to follow through with your word? Good question. Very good question. Cause I don't always do what I, what I set out in that day. And after it, I feel like shit, you know, I'm like, yeah. well, geez, is that really the kind of human that I want to be? Because it's like, really what, what you, when you miss out on that one workout per day, then it becomes okay to do it again. You start rationalizing with yourself. Like that's just one workout that becomes two, that becomes three, that becomes four. Next thing you know, you've eaten, you haven't moved and you know, you're not where you want to be. So I think it's really important to, that's something I can learn from a lot. Your outcome, you know, a daily outcome list and really ticking it off. And that's what I started doing in this hotel quarantine period. But in day-to-day life, you know, it's, it's so important. It's tough, but it's so important to, I think, I think there's a, I think a common problem. And I had this as well. Your mind's only got a certain amount of bandwidth. Someone really clever taught me this. Your mind's only got a certain amount of bandwidth. So there's a subconscious mind and a conscious mind where your conscious mind is literally, you have to tell yourself. So let's say if you were someone who ate like shit and you started having to eat healthy, cut out sugar and cut out all that sort of stuff, you'd need your conscious mind to tell you to do that, not your subconscious. Your subconscious is your automatic. So for you, you know, you get up and it's, it's almost subconscious for you that you get up, you eat what you eat, you have those awesome pancakes and, um, and, and you go to the gym, you work out, you love it. But if you were to introduce something new, it need to be conscious for a while until it becomes subconscious. Yes. So... You know, for, for someone who's who's trying to put a lot in their day, especially if it's not automatic, it takes a lot of bandwidth to, to get all these things done. And often we set ourselves too many goals in one day instead of consistently trying to get five things done a day over a long period of time. Why do and, people, and I have my own theory, why do you think people set so much things, like let's say they want to change so bad, why do, you, why do people like bombard themselves with like a massive to-do list? Speaking, speaking for most people in the world and also myself as a human, we all, we all do this. We want to get these goals straight away. We want to get it now. That's why we, we, do, we do so much in a day, but we're not willing to you know, try and push it out over five years, six years, seven, or how, however long it takes. Instead of saying this is a long game, no, 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 I want to get this now. So that's why we work hard for one day. We don't feel so good the next day and we're like, nah, let's do something else. And we all do it. But yeah. it's that, that's so important. It's like when, when you don't feel like waking up in the morning, your mind's in a low emotional state. Mm-hmm. But then if you just keep pressing snooze and pressing snooze, what you're actually doing is you're procrastinating, right? And when you procrastinate, it's like, are you really going to go take action? When Are you really going to be the kind of guy that takes action when it matters? So that's something you do. You know, you wake up every day at five and you don't feel good all the time, right? But you do it. But you do it because it takes discipline. So I think it's that discipline that people lack that causes them to not get where they want. Then they start looking at other people who do succeed and they feel jealous. They feel a little, they feel, you know, very envious because it was literally that one thing. A, a lot of, well, the world right now doesn't lack knowledge. You could literally Google anything you wanted as long as you yeah. wanted to. It's the discipline. It's, they say it's the discipline and also possibly leadership. People need leadership mm-hmm. and or they need self-discipline. That's the yeah, thing. That's two two things I want to touch on that and let's just piggyback. And I love what you had to say. There's so much lessons in that. One thing you said, like when it comes to information, we are in the information age. It's never a lack of resources. It's a lack of resourcefulness, number one. And two, like if you don't have emotion behind the information, you can't retain it. Like there's so many studies that show if there's no emotional connection to like task at hand and there's no meaning towards it, well, you're not going to apply yourself. And then another one is like Bruce Lee always talks about you can be willing But if you can't apply, then it's just not enough. Like you have to have the principles of application. That's why like, you know, the book, The Secret or Law of Attraction is just not enough. Like you can dream all you want. And this podcast is called Think Inspire because I love sharing stories and insights of like great individuals that have stories to show you that, look, this is possible. But like, let's not get it twisted. Like if you're not working and you're not putting the groundwork in and your head's in the sky and you don't know where your feet are, you're going to get hit and it's going to hit you really hard and you're going to realize shit i i need to follow through with my word daily it's not a it's not a pipe dream every once a week or once a month you do what you say you're going to do it's like an everyday thing and i feel like people need momentum 
So if you're listening to this podcast now and you're hearing someone like myself or Hemming talk to you about like doing the work, like may, and if it's hitting you hard and it triggers you and you're probably like, oh, look at these two, uh, may, they're, they don't understand my life. I, I'm working too much. I've got kids. I've got like a full-time job. Well, look, everyone has the same hours in the week. And we've heard this before. It's like what you do in those hours. You know, are you really working the hard? And if you are working the hard, what about those hours outside work? Those are the hours that count, right? Because those ones are going to move the needle. I mean, people get into repetitive motions and patterns that don't really move the needle in terms of progress. Um, Do you find in your industry, um, and because you're around like athletes all the time, like, do you see that one tennis player or table tennis player or that one athlete does, does the same thing over and over again, but they're not doing anything to move the needle? Like, they're not progressing. They're just doing the same shit. There are. Sadly, there are always going to be those athletes. There's always going to be those coaches who, who don't really progress as a coach. So I think it's so important as a human who, you know, we get taught in this world, it's okay to be average. And that's what, sadly, that's what school teaches us as well. Get a degree, be like everyone else. Nothing wrong with working for someone, nothing wrong at all. Kudos to people that, you know, you want to be a doctor, you want to be an accountant, go for it. But the world sadly does teach you to just sort of conform and, and, you know, be like everyone else, be average, it's okay, just be okay. But the thing is, you know, for those who actually want to really live their dreams out, it's going to be tough work, you know, To, to live out your dreams. It's not meant to be easy. So I think something that you, you know, that you were saying with what you were saying there, I thought of, thought of a couple of things. Uh, I thought, thought of John D. Martini, who, who teaches you, is one of the best teachers in the world. He teach like literally life teachers. He teaches you to, to figure out what it actually, not what your ideal version, not what your f- fantasy version of your day looks like, what you actually do. So you figure out what you actually do. So for example, in the quarantine, right? I started thinking to myself, well, what I'm actually doing is eating a lot, uh, living in my amygdala, my emotional world. Um, you know, cause I'm not living by training. So it gets harder in that way. I'm not living by my highest values. So I'm not gymming enough. I'm not doing enough exercise here. I'm playing a lot of unreal tournament. I'm doing some book reading and personal development, but I'm also spending most of my time watching lost watching prison break. So when you take a look at that, you're like, well, I'm not actually living congruently to what my priorities are. And regardless of whether I'm an athlete, you're a successful entrepreneur or whatever, it's all the same whether you want to be a successful accountant, successful anything, it's all the same where you figure out what is, what is your highest priorities? One, you know, your number one highest priority is your purpose. Then you figure out two, three, four, or, and that's what you want to fill your day with. When you feel like your day with those things, you actually, and you feel it too. When you live out, when you, when you actually live by the things that are the most important to you, whether it's one thing, two things, three things, four things, whatever, you start living in this executive center where you don't think about you, you you eat to live rather than live to eat. So you'll eat when you actually feel hungry and you're like, oh, I actually need a break because you're so occupied with what's important, what, what, what actually inspires you. So table tennis inspires me. When I'm training table tennis and I'm literally thinking about how I'm going to improve, I don't need to, th- I'm not thinking about the next meal I'm going to have until I get really hungry. Whereas when I'm just at home playing video games, oh, I can't wait till I have my next ice cream because I'm not living congruently by my highest values. So when, when you're not doing that, you're living in this amygdala, which is like the emotional world where you just want to get pleasure now. So that's, that's you know, a lot of people don't actually live congruently. Hey guys, just a reminder that we offer coaching services. We help 20 to 30 year olds get the body of their dreams without consuming so much of their time. If you want to see more, check out some of our results on Instagram, thedreamteam.fitness. Man, this is so powerful. I uh, hope this doesn't go over, any, over anyone's head, but if you're feeling a bit lost of like, what should I do? What's my next five steps in my life? Like, how do I, like, where do I go? What do I do? Like, I'm stuck in lockdown. Show me the light because I'm in a dark place and I see no direction. I don't see a door. I don't see a star. I don't hear a voice. Um, how do people find out, you know, you talk about congruency and talk about living in alignment. Like, and I, I think, man, I'm the happiest I've ever been because all the things I'm doing are focused towards what I want and I know what I don't want and I don't entertain the things I don't want. And I call them my vices. My vices are all the distracting things that used to pull me. And I used to be like, it's okay. Life is short. And I used to have a story of like, well, if life is short and anything can happen and you can die whenever you like, you could die just like that from so many other causes and things. 
wouldn't I want to be doing the things I want to do in the meantime, as opposed to the other story of like, don't work so hard. Like, what are you working so hard for? And there's like always a paradox to anything that you say. But when you talk about congruence and alignment, how do people find that? Like, how do people find that right thing to do? Oof, deep question, deep one and a really good question. Um, you know, some, some people are, People say, people go around saying, you're lucky, that's lucky, but, you know, you have this, but but you are lucky, you grew up with this. Uh, and we all love a good excuse, but I think to be really, to really cut the excuses and to try stuff, like, yeah, yeah. you know, try stuff. I, I didn't like table tennis when I first played, but I sort of, in its own way, I was fortunate, but it wasn't, fortune is not why I am where I am. I tried. I tried lots of different sports when I was young. When I was young, and I tried tennis. I tried soccer. I tried table tennis. Um, eventually, there was one coach who really made me love the chase of the game. Um, but you know, finding something meaningful. So really, going out there and trying shit instead of going, oh, I don't know what I like. Well, of course you don't know what you like because you haven't tried anything. So it's like it's sort of it's sort of a big flaw in the education system because kids are expected kids are expected to go to school. Uh, know what they want to study in uni, know what they want to do out of uni. It's like, how are you supposed to know? You haven't worked a day in your life. How do you know you're going to like being an accountant? How do you know you're going to like being a doctor? You're really not until you go out and try stuff. And most people do realize this is not for me. And uh, unfortunately, some people, a lot of people stay in jobs they don't like just to push it yeah. through. And then you Monday know. to Friday is held. Saturday and Sunday are like, yeah. so that's a shit way to live, you know? That's like five days of your week. Five out of seven days of your week are held two days of your your times to to get plastered or do whatever and then even in that two days you gotta you gotta sleep you gotta prepare for monday to friday again so life is short you know if you're in that if you're in that struggle or if you're just not making the time to do what you want life is short so go out and do what you want you know if if, if you want to get fitter if you want to get stronger cut the cut the bullshit just go and do it go and set yourself the goal and even on days you don't feel like it do it you know, because on the days you don't feel like it, that's those are the days that really matter. If you can stick yeah, by them, you'll get your goal. Yeah, and we always talk about hard work, discipline, blah, blah, blah. You know, for the person that's never had that characteristic before or never know what it's like to win, how good is it to win something that you your mind couldn't comprehend? And I'll share some wins. Like, I can't believe I'm doing this fucking podcast. I did like, I've got like 40 podcasts out. I got like over 300 downloads from different people around the world. And this was just an idea I came up with in the last, the like two lockdowns ago. I'm like, why don't I just go all in on this? And it took me a week to press launch. I was listening to this ebook of like what to do. And I was just writing like what I should do, what I should do, what should, what I, but I never took action until I got like, real momentum. I've did like 10 podcasts in like five days and I'm like, oh, I'm in. When you go all in on something, then you start realizing what you don't want and what you do want. And even if you like you do something and like while Hemming mentioned, like try different things, you might get to a point where like, I really do not want to do this, which is just as powerful. And you spoke about pleasure and pain. When you do something that you really don't want to do, that's still motivation to go to the next level. And the thing with humans and people think, here's another here's another thought that I know people think about, like think like this, because I know people like this. The whole comfort zone thing, just chill out. Why don't you just relax? Well, here's the thing. Humans are addicted to progress. So like there's ho- hormonal things like serotonin, dopamine. We need this to function. And if you don't do things that are alignment with your goals, well, dopamine and serotonin will take over and get you to distract yourself by watching um, freaking... Desperate Housewives on a binge, like on a binge, you know, because you're looking for that dopamine hit or like scrolling through Instagram, watching this video and going down a rabbit hole of like cat videos. This is what's happening, man. Or like you're doing drugs or like you're entertaining toxic behavior in your life and you want more of it because we have hormones that need to, um, we need, we have hormones that need like stimulant. And if you don't direct that, you're, you, I've been there, you're fucked. <laughs> yeah. and that's that's another important thing that uh, my brother who has a successful he doesn't see himself as, he doesn't see himself as successful just like he, he sees himself as having a long road to go but to get where he is now he, he's pretty much I've said to him what would he's asked me I've asked him what would you tell yourself 10 years ago and he said don't rely on anyone to bail you out take control of your own life because no one cares 
no one, no one's going to bail you out of, out of shit. So bail you, help yourself, love yourself because no one else is going to do it for you. And, you know, go and go and make shit happen because, you know, there was a, there was a movie I watched like in the last lockdown. It was, uh, I think it was called New Year's Eve um, with all the celebrities like um, Ashton Kutcher, Zac Efron, like a whole bunch of celebs. They're talking about New Year's Eve, right? And there was one part of the sh- movie where Robert De Niro is the old guy and they were pretty much going through everyone's life on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day and like, you know, the whole big celebration in New York. And Robert De Niro was the only person in his deathbed. Like he was like, he had no one. Like everyone was hanging out with their friends and family and celebrating. Mm-hmm. Robert De Niro is this 80 year old man who's like in like in the, in his nursing room and he had dementia. So he kept forgetting his memory, but like every now and then he'll go in and out of consciousness, but he was lonely. No one was there for him. And he was just full of regret. It was such a crazy way of looking at it. And I know like if you go to a nursing home and you ask questions to all these people that live there, ask them like, what's their biggest regret? I probably would bet that, a lot of them would say, I should have done this. I should have done that. Like, would you want to go out thinking 50 years from now, I could have done all this. Like I had the time to do it. And you have, you have all this regret. Like regret is heavy. Like guilt, regret is even heavier because you can't turn back regret. Exactly. Exactly. And that's something that, you know, I mean, how many times have we heard, how many times have we learned something new and gone, damn, I, I wish I, I wish I knew that five years ago. Damn, I wish I knew that earlier. See how much better my life. What would you tell yourself ten years ago? Like uh, ten years from, like, yeah, ten years ago. What would you tell yourself? Um, Maybe not ten. That's like you're a teenager. You're sixteen. You're twenty-seven. Yeah, let's say five years ago. You're like twenty-three. I think that's a good age. I tell myself, and and I tell myself this now, not to take things so seriously, not to take other people so personally. Um, go and really do what whatever you feel or whatever you want. Without without going and breaking the rules, which which I am often guilty of doing, but um, you know, yeah. stop giving a shit what other people think because they're not thinking about you, and, and that's not to say people are bad. People are just so focused on themselves. It's like you know, someone does something stupid at a shopping center or whatever. You know, you might look at them and, and have a thought, which congratulations, it doesn't change anything, doesn't matter. You know, a day later, you don't remember what they look like, so other people's opinions really don't matter. You know, and. Again, don't don't expect people to people don't owe you anything. So don't expect people to always keep their word. Don't expect uh, that, that's something I really tell myself even three weeks ago. Don't expect people to keep their word. People don't owe you stuff. At the same time, go after what it is you really want. And, and that sounds cliche, but it is like you know because because what you said before was really that really resonated with me. Well, people, I just thought people really want pleasure now. They want that dopamine hit now. So people people don't want to. Both people don't want to actually get their goals. That's the problem. People would like their goals, but they don't deeply want it. And deeply wanting it means you're willing to go through the tough times. You're willing to put in put in the necessary work when it doesn't feel good. And that's the sort of hump to success that they that they fear that they are. Okay. And yeah, we're touching on the same subject here. So, like, practically, people are tuning in right now, listening, struggling to like build momentum in their life. What's like? two or three things that you could recommend in terms of like a practical sense that they can apply to their life to build momentum in their career, relationships, health and fitness journey um, to like make it like discipline is probably what we spoke about more than anything on this podcast. Yeah. What are some principles that they can adhere to um, that can get them going? Set smaller goals, set smaller. Cause what we love to do, right? We love to say one day I'm going to do all this or over the next two months or whatever time frame, I'm going to do all this set smaller goals make sure you achieve them. And if you feel like then it's too easy, then it's it's very easy. Put one more or two more in. Um, that's something I'm going to tell myself because in a day I, I, I set way too much for myself. And at the end of the day, at the end of the whole day, I'm like, I feel like a failure at times because I'm like, all I've done is three things out of eight. Instead, I should you know set four goals or three goals and then nail those three and really celebrate the fact that I've nailed those three. Yeah. So really, you know, like really getting specific too because you're setting less goals. Be really specific on what it is you want. Like being specific is not something I was good at until I really learned it from from my brother. He's like, you know, yeah. you got to be specific down to the wire. He taught me how to uh, how to package things for students. I coach started to be become better myself at really being specific at what it is, setting those goals, writing them down. Because that's something we don't do enough as humans. We assume that we know it. We don't write it down. Once you write down something, 
writing down is really a key to understanding yourself. And, and often, you know, we're, we're so drenched into pleasing others, having other people love us instead of actually loving ourselves and figuring out what our identity is. That's something that's really important, figuring out what it is you want, what your identity is, you know, being really setting small goals and being disciplined as fuck to do it. Uh, that's, that's, you know, two of the things I can say. The third one would probably be to, to when you feel those low moments, think about just, you know, I, I have a photo of, of a mentor saying, don't skip that workout. Don't skip that meditation. And then just seeing him as someone successful who's saying all that, I'm like, all right, all right, nah. If, if he's saying that, it gives me it gives me like a thought. If I miss that, I'm gonna feel like crap. That's not what I want, and and I'm not living to you know. That's not that's not the me that I want to be. I want to love yeah. myself. I'm gonna do it. People are tuning in. It's like, hey, notice me. What up, Myro? What up, Sad? These are your guys, all right? Very inspirational. Oh some some are a bit younger, so some are seeking a bit of validation, but that's all good. We, we think yeah, cool. Well, it all helps and it all applies to every any any walk of life, man. So, um, yeah, that's really cool. And I want to touch on that too. I've been watching a lot of Kobe Bryant. He's like my favorite freaking human ever. Um, he he had a show called Detail, and because he's such a like a psychologist when it comes to the art form of basketball, I just think like certain things in my life I could definitely hone in on. And you mentioned specific goals, like. The details it what details is what makes you go from good and great to legendary, outstanding, amazing. The the small details, right? Because no one really focuses on the details. It's all big picture. Well, yeah, you want to get the body you want. Yeah, you want to get the health of your dreams. Yeah, you want to have more money. But specifically, what is that going to look like? What's the little small details that you need to do every day? For example, you want to get to 10, 10% body fat. Okay. What's the meals and calories and proteins and carbs and fats you need to have every day to get to 10% body fat? What's your workout split? How many sets? How many reps? How, what's your rest time? How many times a week? What's the frequency? What's the deload? Like everything is systematic because motivation is bullshit. And like it comes and goes, everything can go right. And you wake up one day, you don't feel like it. You There's no, you can't explain that shit. That happens to me all the time. I'm like, how is it that I had a PB yesterday in like my business or like my community and my students getting amazing results and I'll wake up the next day feeling terrible. Why? I don't know why, but it doesn't matter because my goals don't give a fuck about my feelings, <laughs> you know, and the more you can call yourself out on that and just be like, I realize the biggest win that you could possibly have is when you do the work on the days you feel like the worst and still progress. Because if you can handle that beast, because the only person that gets in your way is yourself, right? If you can handle that beast, what are you scared of? Like most people you probably know in the the uh, athletic world and the Olympics, people get in their own way. Like if they just move out of their way and just go forward, they'll be fine. No one's stopping you. You're, you're block, you are blocking yourself. And when you say that, you're actually taking pure ownership and empowerment of like what you can do. That's a hundred percent right, dude. Dude, congrats on the PBs and all that, by the way. I'm super pumped for you. Yeah, super man. Pumped. I, I want to compete. I'm actually getting like uh, I've never been so disciplined in my life because I look back in the last ten years, I realize how much time I wasted. So I'm like playing catch up. But my biggest fear is losing all this integrity and discipline I have with my community, my students, my health and fitness, my goals. I'm scared to lose it every day. So when I wake up in the morning, I don't procrastinate. I, I chase my goals down. It's obsessive and it, sometimes people don't relate to that, but I know that my students look up to that and I need to play at that level. And I'm not perfect. Like you're not perfect. We're not, none of us are perfect. We, we always go through shit, but like remember who you're inspiring. Like one person could listen to this live right now and hit it. Like one thing that me or you say is like this, this thing that moves the needle. It's like, oh, they got me on that one. Oh, and they do something and their lives change. Like, like, tell me a, a story that you've had in your life, a mentor or a coach who said something to you and the trajectory of what you were to where you went just completely changed. Because your goal's here, right? But like, if one conversation could just move it slightly three degrees to the left, you could get there faster and stronger and more sustainable. I mean, in that sense, dude, so a lot of, most of the, all the things you're saying are 100% right. That's how you got your success. Success is the same formula, whether you're a PT, whether you're an online gym coach, whether you're a tennis player, a tennis player, whatever you are, whether you're a freaking, you know, whether you're the Optus manager, 
it's all the same. It's just different industries. So, you know, there were, there were a lot of lessons there with what you said. Um, growing up as a kid, there was always that, and there always will be, you know, it's all like a video game. So you got, you start at level zero, you know, let's say there's level a thousand of, of mastery, right? Even the people that are at mastery, they see what's above. So the world champion in table tennis, he could, he's probably at level 2000, but he sees level 2002, three. And, and I don't see that because I'm not, so you know when you play a video game and you, you there's a hundred levels, for example. You're trying you to get to Bowser, but you got to save Peach first or something like that. <laughs> what's that? You're trying to beat Bowser, but you got to go through Wario <laughs> and you got to go through Luigi. You got to go through freaking Yoshi, and then you eventually yeah. go save the princess. But you don't see that. You don't see the. You don't see what's at you know level fifteen until you until you're close. And it's like, and I really figured. I thought something. I thought that thrill that I got when I was twelve years old. I've done mm. a bunch of training, right? I trained so hard, and I was like, the next tournament I want to beat this guy called Andrew or whatever, uh, you know, I'm putting random names out there, but this was a true story. I wanted to beat that guy and that meant everything to me. That that tournament on Saturday just meant everything to me. And that was good. At the time, I wouldn't I wouldn't realize at the time that the result of this match really doesn't matter long-term, but at the time it meant everything to me. And, you know, it, it wasn't specifically the W or the L, whether I won or lost. It was the process of working hard and seeing progress this guy, I couldn't imagine myself beating this guy a year ago. Now I'm starting to sometimes beat him. Now I'm always kicking his ass. Now I'm moving on to a new batch of players. Mm -hmm. um, so I always had that fire in me when I was very young. Um, and at the same time, there was one guy who was improving always as I did. And this guy was on the is on the Olympic team with me this year and the year before. Um, you know, as I said in the last video, as a junior and even as a young adult, he'd always been that step ahead of me. And often I felt jealous. I often felt... You know, it really, it's envy. I felt envious mm. that he was always ahead getting the things that I want, like, you know, getting to play at the Commonwealth Games, you know, while I had to sit out. Um, and, until I really went overseas and got better than him. That's when that's when I realized, that's when I realized when, when you look at other people and you feel jealous of them, it's just because it's an indication of what, you, what you're not and what you wish you could be. So really understand, take charge. You're in full control. You're in, full, you're in full control of your life and whatever, wherever you are, if you're happy or fulfilled or not, it's on you. If you're successful, it's on you. If you're not, it's on you. So yeah, really man. And don't expect anyone to go and, um, you know, fix, fix you that. for you. I love that. Yeah. You know, um, I'm going to shut this uh, Instagram live because my phone's going to die. So thank you all for tuning in. Uh, I'm saying hi to your audience, bro. There's, there's, there's most of them are kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How old are um, some are not above the age of consent, but uh, some around around I'd say thirteen to as old as seventy. Chase your dreams, chase them, chase them like it's the only thing that matters, and bring people up along the way. That's Do my it. message, you guys. <laughs> Do it. Um, words. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Um, there's something that you said uh, that I wanted. To okay, here. So, uh, being in the fitness space, you got some time, man. We're like five minutes left. Yeah. Is that cool? Being in the fitness space, right? I see a lot of bullshit. Not, not gonna lie. I, I, there's a lot of shit in this industry, right? And I'm, I'm gonna say it now because your your audience is not here on this. I don't. I can be even more straightforward. Um, yep. There's a lot of voodoo, like especially yoga and spirituality. Um, and I was in there. I remember I was going through some stress, and I went to do this go to this Bali retreat, and they were talking about breathe and let go of all your problems. And I'm like, okay, this sounds cool. I still feel fucking great. I feel comfortable. It feels nice and sweet for love. And then, and then, and then now looking back the last two months, I, I look at the progress I've, progress I've made to the things I fucking want, which is my goals. Mm. And every day there's this little fucking monkey that talks to me and he's like, bro, you're not good enough. You can't handle that. Look how much shit you got on your plate. You can't do this. Now the old me, the whole... Just breathe and channel your thoughts and be calm and peaceful and be in the present moment. You don't have any problems in the present moment. And this is how I used to think, right? I think, what if I just handle these fucking problems right fucking now? So, <laughs> so handle these problems. And the beautiful thing about this, and I had to communicate this with students, friends, family. If I handle it, our relationship becomes stronger and closer. If I let it go, I never get to build friction and friction resistance and iron sharpening iron needs that, uh, 
you know, it makes things stronger. But if you if you're like if you just let go and just breathe and it's not a problem, you lose an opportunity to be become better. You know, what what what's your take on that? Because I just thought about that's huge. That's huge. Cause because I'm when I really think about it now, and I've sort of connected this from what you said now and what you previously said like 10 minutes ago. So when I really look at my table tennis, I'm a huge mm. action taker. Like now I'm gonna go to training. Now I'm gonna fix these problems. I figure out what it is I'm not good enough. Do it now. It's yeah. very much like that. I'm not good enough in in a lot of other aspects of responding to emails, you know, getting this paperwork done. I'm terrible. And I'm often often late. I'm often having people saying, deadlines now, get it done or else. And I miss some deadlines too, some really important ones. But then there's some days where I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just do it now. I'm going to get this email done. I'm going to respond to that person. And then when you actually start doing that, when you actually start fixing the problem now, you feel, you get that thought and it's like, oh man, why was I putting this off? Why couldn't I just be a bit more disciplined and start having this attitude a while ago? Why did I put this off instead of just getting it done? It really wasn't much. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it, it really is how we feel. We're like, nah, it's, we humans love going. Right now, I actually feel better if I just watch this episode of Prison Break or Lost. Mm-hmm. But then later on, you know, our mind doesn't always tell us what's best for us. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's really, it's, you know, and, and that, that reason is why I'm good at table tennis. But then in these other areas of my life, I suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're so fucking great in this one area. And sometimes you have, like, you look at greatness, right? Look at Michael Jordan. I, could, I love this type of fucking topic. He didn't have any fucking friends, man. <laughs> but he was the number one player of all time. And there's going to be, um, there's going to be areas in his life where it's not going to be, like, optimal. It's not, like, there's a sacrifice that you have to make to get what you want. You get what I mean? Like, what is the specific target involved? you got to make those sacrifices. It could be like, maybe I need to play an hour of video games so I can fucking chill out. Because, like, in terms of health, your parasympathetic, para, oh, I don't know the fucking word, parasympathetic. parasympathetic nervous system, you need to relax and chill for you to learn and grow as a human. Because, like, if you're always pushing, but you don't pull back, and I've learned this, I'm trying to lose weight and get shredded. Yeah, I'm like the lightest I've been in a long time. I started practicing breathing while I'm eating. Small things, right? So I won't, I, I very rarely um, will try to work and eat at the same time because I'm working, I'm fucking on and I'm eating. My digestive system is not breaking down food. So I feel bloated and it shows up on the scale. And I can't shit, like specific targets, yeah? Um, now when I'm breathing and I'm eating, I slow things down. And I feel calm and I'm fueling my body with love and food. And like, it's a balance between both because you want to be smart as well. You can't just go all in and just burn your load. Um, And I feel like morning rituals, like I'll do like an affirmation every morning or gratitude coming from a place of abundance and gratitude allows me to handle situations with calmness, but assertiveness. And I feel like that's a good balance. And do you, do you practice that while you're playing like um, in table tennis? Like you've got this, this match in front of you and like you need to practice like assertiveness but calmness because like I think I heard um you on an interview talk about someone asked you when I'm like four points down I get into my own head and I stress myself out and you're like write that out like write out what you're feeling how can you get better like do you practice like calmness stillness but assertiveness getting shit done like in in your in your field yeah yeah because you know we we obviously um we took a program in dating so no, this is this was something really funny because I, I learned a lot of lessons from learning how to date better. It actually taught me about the conscious mind, the subconscious mind, and it's funny because a lot of athletes are really confident people, right? That's no secret. But I find a, you know, a lot of them are confident people because they're so used to practicing their art. This is me included. They're used to practicing their craft and getting really good at it and developing good mindsets where you automatically see success. But they're not actually – pretty much most of the athletes I've spoken to at the Olympics and all that, they're not aware of it. They're not actually aware that they're doing that. Like one of my old coaches who was one of my best mates now, he's got a good serve. He's got all that. And, and when he serves, he's seen good stuff happen. And he, you know, he, he's not necessarily the best at teaching that. He's a good coach, but he doesn't, he doesn't know how to – he wouldn't be able to break down what's actually going on in his conscious and subconscious mind. Like he's always seen good results after he served. Therefore, he's never, he's never developed any self-limiting beliefs that see bad results. So he's always going to execute it with calmness, with assertion, and just with total confidence. Um, 
so being out, having learned dating, that's helped me a shit ton. I've actually been able to learn why some things I'm just really afraid to do for, for no apparent reason. And then I re- realized it's because I'm already seeing bad results. So I'm not, I'm scared to execute it. Mm. Whereas if I really tackle those, those self-limiting beliefs, that's, that, that's, that's the solution to fixing that stuff. And, and back with what you said before, it was like, you know, being really specific about it's it somehow helped me be really specific about my goals because it's like, you know, if I don't believe that if I don't believe I can do something, my subconscious mind automatically finds a way to talk me out of it. So I could be leading night juice in the steps in the deciding set or juice in the deciding set against someone who is better than me. I don't believe I can beat him. So in the, it just happens that I miss these easy balls when it gets close. There's a reason for that. Like that happens often, often, often to everyone in table tennis. There's a reason for that. It's because your subconscious mind is telling you, no, I don't feel like I belong here. I don't feel like I deserve to beat this guy. Then you, you, you somehow fuck it up. It, it ha- happens, but it rarely happens that you actually go and execute it. It's very likely that you'll stuff it up somehow because your own mind talks you out of it. So in that sense, you know, uh, you know, Michael, how do I link this together? So M- Michael Jordan really, I mean, yeah, he didn't have a lot of, he didn't have a lot of friends. I didn't know that, but you know, certainly, certainly being around the Olympic village was all, was amazing for that reason. I was around guys who were really driven all the time, guys and girls really, who were driven all the time. Now those attitudes, whoever you're around, it spreads. It really is like a virus. It spreads, right? So if you're around people who are, who are constantly down, constantly just, I don't believe in myself, that's what you're going to be. And the opposite is true. So I think, um, yeah, man, just a, just a bit of info for everyone. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Man, like far out, I, this will not be the last podcast to tell you, but there's so many lessons here. Um, big fan, man. I like I like seeing you do your thing, your journey. I love how you go on live and you inspire the kids to be that 1% better. You're always on, like I see you on social media all the time, very active. Like it's so cool to see you being at the top of your craft but being able to give back as well because like every leader – like every student is also a leader and every leader is also a student. And like, you have both flowing the same way. I, I really admire that about you. So um, thank you so much for joining the podcast, man. I, if anyone can get anything away from this, like write out some notes, what's your takeaways, comment below of what your biggest takeaway is. And also share this with others. You know, um, one thing I always do when I learn something, I like to share it straight away. So it sets into my subconscious mind. Like if I learn something, I'm going to share it so I can remember it. Um, because thoughts, 80,000 thoughts a day, if you want to make it stick, have the conversation with someone. Um, but yeah, thank you so much, bro. Like that was a crazy podcast this is probably the longest one I've had. Um, but I could probably go on forever, but I don't want to. <laughs> Dude, thanks for, so thanks for having me, man. This was, this is awesome. And, uh, yeah, man, I can't wait for round three. Done. Thank you, bro. Busy people. Listen up. This is the number one podcast for getting momentum in your fitness journey and keeping the body of your dreams. If you're getting value from this podcast and you want to learn how to create the health and physique of your dreams so you can feel confident in your everyday life, what I want you to do is go to my Instagram, Patrick Hong Fit, and DM me with the words energy. Our mission is to make busy people get the body of their dreams without spending countless hours in the gym or the kitchen. We want to give you the tools and strategies that some of our best clients are using in 2021. So go to my Instagram at Patrick Hong Fit and DM me the word energy.